When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world season six episode 21 chapter titled the psychotic episode i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl and we just did this we did this is like deja vu it's like deja vu um that would make sense if people heard the first five minutes that we just recorded and then my computer messed up but they won't they won't so this really is deja vu for us and not for them um Hi. Hi, Tanya. How have you been? <laughs> I've been good. How have you been? <laughs> I've been fine. Uh, we've, I don't know, I started a new job and it's, I'm kind of like still waiting to get access to everything. So it's kind of in limbo and it's weird to say things twice. <laughs> it is. So. Yes. Something exciting did happen this week. What? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, the reason for the season Hot chocolate. Season two of, of The Witcher. The Witcher. It or came as, it came out. Or as I like to call him, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, season two He's of the Witcher. He's got the white hair. Season two of The Witcher came out this weekend and um we've watched one episode. So. And I can't remember the last time I was so excited about a second season of a show. Probably the last time there was a second season of a show. No, like, <laughs> like my anticipation of this season mm-hmm. has been so high. Mm-hmm. Like I've been counting down daily. Like I've been able to say, oh, we only have like eight days left until The Witcher comes out. I'm so excited. I woke Alden up. Well, no, actually, he was already awake. I wouldn't wake him up to do this, but he was really only half awake when I was like, oh, let's watch The Witcher before I go to work. Yeah, no. Um, uh, I was, I had woken up because I don't sleep well. Um, and Tanya was in the shower, her morning shower, and then she like kicked the door in and saw me on my phone and was just like, hey, I don't think the kids should go to school today. You're awake. Should we watch The Witcher? And I'm like, oh my God. Now? Like, we don't even have time to finish an episode. And she was like, I don't care. Let's go. And we watched half an episode. Yep. Uh, But yeah, no, I'm really excited too. I I found it funny. Last night, I I was going to D&D, but I left early so I could go to the store. Nobody cares about that. But I brought my Switch so I could play something just in case i got there super early and for no like subconsciously i was like you know what i'm gonna bring with me i want to play the witcher again and i brought it with me and then like as i was sitting there in the parking lot i thought oh that's why i did it i'm just excited about the tv show i don't want to play the game right now because that'll really mess with my head yeah i just need to watch the show so i didn't play anything then I went up to D&D early. That's fine. Now I can, <laughs> then I can walk around and look at stuff and almost buy stuff. But I didn't. I'm didn't. so proud of you. Thank you. I know it's hard. You know what, though? We're there every Thursday night. And last night was the first time, like, the the employees there uh, set up our back table the way we always set it up. Aww. And 
put in all the comfy chairs into those those tables because that's what we normally do we get there we shuffle all the chairs around we put the padded chairs under because they're all old people yes and um, they need lumbar support while you... they're playing hours of D. yeah no the first night i played i was like no it's fine guys i won't move chairs around and I sat in one of the wooden chairs the entire night and my back was ruined. But it's like, it's like one of the like, they're like wooden, like kitchen chairs. Mm -hmm. So they're not comfortable at all. Right. Sitting in them for three and a half, four hours. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, they had set up our whole table for us and put a reserved sign on it. That's so sweet. I know. That's like your Christmas present. Yeah, but so that definitely made me think. I should buy something. Yeah, you need to buy the box of miniatures that has Tedrick the Rogue in it. I I would have by now if it wasn't Christmas season, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be under the tree for me. It's not. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> then I'm going to buy myself a Christmas present next week, it turns out. Good um, plan. But yeah, I looked at it last night. It's so cool. Yeah, they have a, they have a, a, a D&D mini that is really just looks like our dog Fred. And its name, and we call Fred Frederick, obviously. And its name is Tedrick, yeah. which is crazy. So now we call Fred Tedrick the Rogue because mm-hmm. it looks just like him. But Alden doesn't have it yet, which is crazy because Fred is like his baby. Yeah, no, for sure. Like There's... his baby. Like mm-hmm. he lays in Alden's arms like a little infant child, like being cradled, and he like sits on his lap while he's trying to drive. Like, he goes everywhere with him. Tedrick. Yep. Today, I got up around the time I would normally get up to pick up Aubrey from school. And he, like, got so excited and followed me out the door. And I'm like, you cannot come with me. And he was so sad. Sad dogs are the worst. Where were you going? Uh, To the grocery store. Oh. Oh, yeah. Pick up dinner. Pay attention, Tanya. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know what else we watched? What did we watch? Boy Meets World season six, episode twenty-one, chapter titled "The Psychotic Episode." Um, I'm gonna have to ask you for the second to last time in season six. That's crazy. I know. There's only one season left after this. I know. It's weird. I know. We've been doing this for a long time. I know. It's also weird. That is true. We uh, were talking about this, so if you guys don't listen to Boy Meets World Fever, I know some of you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on this past week's episode uh, doing their like end of the season. Season um, four tournament mm-hmm. of best episodes of season four. And they were talking to us about how we're going to be you know, the first Boy Meets World podcast to finish Boy Meets World. Um, even though there's so many, and there's so many that are out there that started before us, but it looks like we are going to be the first ones. And that is if we actually stay on schedule. We're going to have to knock this out and really hammer it home for the next 26 weeks. Yep. Um. Anyway, blur, blur me up for the second to last time. All right. In season six. All right. The blurb for this week is Corey's nightmares reveal his underlying fear about marriage. <gasps> that was very specific Disney Plus blurb. That very specific. Kind of gave away the whole like what's going on in Corey's head thing. 
Yeah. To be fair, though, the whole time I was watching, because, like, I don't remember this episode very well, which is weird. I feel like it's one that I should have remembered because it's mm. so off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I read the blurb and as we're watching, I'm like, how are they going to tie that together? What do you mean? Tie it together how? The nightmares he was having and then the blurb. Oh. Okay, well, they did it. Let's find out. All or right. did they? <laughs> uh, um, you never know with this show. Classroom or not? Not. Where do we start? In the elevator. In the elevator. Headed at, up, at the apartment. Heading up to Jack and Rachel's apartment. Yep. Except Eric is moving back in, and they're very excited, and Rachel's very thankful to Corey and Sean, so she kisses both of them. And then makes out with Eric. And makes out with Eric, and Jack is like, sweet kiss. Yeah. And then Corey and Sean are like, oh, we did such a good job. We got them to where Eric could move back in. Best friends forever, right? And Sean is standing in front of the open elevator door. And we realize that the elevator did not come up. Do we realize that? Yeah. We realize that when Corey pushes Sean down the elevator shaft. We realize that when he looks back at the elevator shaft and then he pushes Sean in. Mm-hmm. How early into that did you know that it was a dream? Um, as soon as Eric and Rachel started making yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of got of like early from the beginning. I was like, everybody's acting kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then they started making out and I was like, oh, it's a dream. I get it now. Right. Uh, so yeah, Corey pushes him down, wakes up screaming, ah! and Sean is, uh, runs to his side. Yeah, he's alarmed. He's like, did you have a nightmare again? And Nightmare about the puppet? And he's like, oh, yeah, the puppet. He was chasing me. Um, and Sean's like, okay, well, it's over now. Go back to sleep. And Corey's like, okay, I'm going back to sleep. And he does. And then we cut to class and we're not Tanya. It's a classroom. That's where we're at. It's a classroom. Yep. Because Sean has just said right before um, they go back to sleep that he has to get some good sleep so that he can fake his way through a presentation in Feeney's class. Mm -hmm. So now we're in the classroom, in Feeney's class, and Sean's giving his presentation. He's got a a magician's hat. A top hat and some milk. Mm-hmm. and he's pouring milk into the hat and Mr. Feeney's like this is not what your presentation is supposed to be about and Sean's like of course it is does anybody have a magic rope anybody anybody and Corey's just like oh I have a magic rope and Sean's like oh Corey come no, on or Mr. Mr. Matthews yeah Mr. Matthews come on down and Corey walks down and then they start, Sean starts talking, and Corey gets that strange look in his eyes again, that, like, murderous glare at Sean, and then wraps the rope around his neck and pulls him down and chokes him. Um, yep. And then he wakes up screaming, because it was a dream again. Right. And uh, then we go to Chucky's. Yeah, we go to Chucky's, where Sean comes in, his hair is parted on the side. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. It wasn't a bad look for Sean. Um, and 
Topanga and Angela are there and Sean's like, we've, we have to do something about Corey. And they're like, what's wrong with Corey? And he's like, he's having nightmares. And Topanga's like, what would he be having nightmares about? Well, I think Topanga says, is he still having nightmares? And Sean says, no, he hasn't slept for three days now. Um, And they're like, what is happening? He's like, I don't know. All I know is like, I woke up and had moose in my hair. And Corey comes over and he's just like chugging coffee. He's like, does anybody else need coffee? And Topanga's like, I don't think drinking coffee to get away from your nightmares is healthy for you. And, um, or does Sean say that? Sean says that because then Corey starts walking towards Sean. He's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I upset you? I didn't mean to upset you. How's the moose holding up? Is it good? Mm Mm-hmm. So, from there we go to the living room, the Matthews living room. Where Eric's asleep on the couch. Uh-huh. And he's dreaming, and he's talking about um, Xena the warrior princess. Mm-hmm. And Amy wakes him up, and he's like, you're not my warrior princess, you're my mommy. <laughs> and Amy's carrying baby Joshua, mm-hmm. and um, she's like, Eric, you sleeping on the couch is not going to work. And he's just like, well, whose fault is that? Because, you know, he doesn't have a room in the house anymore because they had one baby. <laughs> like, he couldn't share the room with the baby? Yeah. I he, don't know. He could share the room with a baby. He could. That would probably be pretty rough, though. Why? Babies are up all night anyway. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it'd be rough for the baby. I'm oh. saying it'd be rough for Eric. <laughs> He just needs to get some... I don't think the baby's laying in bed just like rolling his eyes like, oh, what a shitty roommate. (laughs) I was thinking more along the lines of like Eric coming in late and like waking him up. Mm. But also the baby's probably still sleeping in the room with Amy and Alan. Mm -hmm. That happens for a long time when when you have a baby, but... This is just a reminder though that none of them needed to find a place to live. They all are going to school 48 minutes from home. If not less. Yeah. Like, they're just all around all the time. I mean, so last week, Eric was babysitting Joshua and had him at the college, and Amy and Alan just, like, come over and pick up the baby. So, like, it's not far. I would give it, like, 20 minutes tops. Yeah. But so Amy's like, but this won't work. And now we cut to the dorm room, the boys' dorm room. And uh, uh, Corey and Sean walk in. Well, because Sean is telling Corey, like, okay, we have an hour between classes. I think you should take a nap. And Corey's like, I don't need a nap. I need to paint a house. After you, sir. And they walk in the dorm room. And there's a giant poster of Eric on the wall. And Eric. His, like, thespian poster Mm -hmm. with his finger on his cheek, like, looking. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Thespianly, <laughs> and uh eric is sitting underneath it t- touching his cheek kind of the same way and he was like hello i was thinking that we could live together and um he starts to explain why and while he's doing that Corey takes his rolling chair and rolls him out of the room Corey just lost his chair yeah it's true chairs are hard to come by nice chairs very difficult to get yep but then where do we go? We go to the girls' dorm room. Where Topanga comes in. Getting ready for bed. She climbs into bed with her nice uh, uh, frilly comforter. And as soon as she pulls the covers up, 
Eric pops out from the other side of her and is like, hey, Rumi. And she screams and Eric is gone. Uh, so then we go to Chucky's, right? Can you imagine getting into bed and not knowing that someone else is on the other side? No. That's impossible. Yeah. Especially a tiny little twin bed. Yes. But it was a funny gag. Uh, and then, yeah, we go to Chucky's and Rachel and Jack are walking in and they're like, oh, a homeless person is sleeping on our... Because there's a person under newspapers on the pool table. Mm-hmm. And they go to pull the newspaper off and Eric is underneath. Surprise! And they're like, Eric, come on, come home. And then he's like... No, I'm not coming home. Well, first he's like, you would let me? You didn't get rid of my room? And they're like, no, we were hoping you'd come back. And Rachel goes, right, hun? And uh, Eric is just like, hun, is that what I'm going to hear for the next 24 hours of the week? Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to hear that 24 hours a week now? It was funny. And then uh, he's like, no, I'm going to solve this. And he like, I'm going to solve it with dignity and manly pride. And he grabs his suitcase out from under all the newspapers, walks over to where the couches are, falls on his knees and screams, I need a roommate, please, anybody. And some guy walks over and he's like, oh, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. And Eric is like, shut up. Wait. No, he's like, shut up. I was here first. And he's like, roommate. And he was like, uh, the other guy's like, no, I mean, I'm looking for someone to room with me. I have a place. I need a roommate. And he's just like, you be quiet. And he's like, oh, and like looks over at him. And now we go back to the classroom. Classroom or not. Classroom. Is this one a dream, though? Let's find out. Let's find out. Um, I don't remember what happens in this one. Corey is falling asleep in class. And Mr. Feeney wakes him up. And he's like, you need to wake up. You are not supposed to fall asleep in class. Mm. And Corey is like, okay, fine. And Mr. Feeney starts droning on, um, probably about Shakespeare, I think. I'm not sure. And then you look back and you see Sean asleep. And Corey's like, Sean, you cannot let me fall asleep. And he turns and he sees that Sean is like splayed across his desk sound asleep. Because Sean's not getting any sleep either. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... The bell rings. Everybody leaves the classroom except for Corey, who's just like sitting at his desk. And Mr. Feeney like beckons him over. He's like, you have been acting very odd. And Corey's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Mr. Feeney's like, is it because of the nightmares? And Corey's like, "Uh, what do you mean nightmares? He's like, where you're killing Sean and every single one of them. He's like, how would you know that? And he's like, well, dreams aren't what they seem. What it is, is that you resent Sean for trying to find his place in the world, and you need to forgive him for that. And then the dreams will disappear. And then Sean comes in the classroom. And Corey is like, Sean, I know exactly what I need to do. And Sean is like, no, 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 hold on. I have a present for you. And uh, he hands them this long uh, uh, wrapped gift and Corey takes it, and he's like, no, 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 I have to tell you. And Sean's like, no, open that first. And Corey opens up the package, and it is a baseball bat with Corey's name, like, drawn onto it. And Corey takes it, and he looks at Sean, and he gets that murderous look in his eyes again. 
and he swings the bat at Sean's head, and then he wakes up in the classroom yelling, Die, Sean! Die! Die! And everyone leaves the classroom. Well, everybody first stares at him. Yeah. Like, everybody hears it. This isn't one of those instances where only one person hears it. Like, everyone in the classroom acknowledges the fact that Corey just said, die, Sean, die. Mm-hmm. And they all go to walk out, and Sean is just like, um, Sean is weird with Corey, and Corey's like, look, I haven't been dreaming about the puppet. And Sean is like, yeah, no kidding. Um, and he, he talks about the fact that, like, he has been dreaming about Sean dying. At this point, they're walking together out into the hallway, and he starts telling Sean all of the ways that he has killed him. There's, mm-hmm. like, a cockfight, and... <laughs> yeah, he says, there was a cockfight, and I dressed you up as a rooster and entered you into the cockfight. <laughs> and you lost. No, he won, but then it turned bad because everyone realized a fix was in. Um, so there were, like, all these different things, and Corey's like, in the last one, it... Oh, wait, no, that's later. That's later. So now we go back to... I wrote down Chucky's, and I don't know why. Because they walk into Chucky's as they're talking. Oh, as they're talking. That's right. Uh, So so then we go to the new apartment. The new apartment. With the new guy who was looking for a roommate. And Eric and new guy are just, like, walking through the apartment, and it's just a gorgeous apartment. Back in the 90s, there was a company called Interior Designs that, for some reason, every mother on the planet decided that everything in their house had to be interior designs. It was, like, Pottery Barn before Pottery Barn. It was catalog only. It could have been just a church thing. I don't know that, like, people from churches liked interior designs. But this apartment... Looked like it was decorated in interior design decor. Yes, but not like nothing was ruffled in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. It was very unlived in, it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric is just like, this is amazing. Like, how did you, how did you get this? How do you not have a roommate? This is crazy. You must have awful neighbors. And then the door knocks knocks (laughs) and there is uh, an attractive female at the door and she's just like oh this came for you whatever like i got a package for you i signed for it here you go who is this cutie Mm -hmm. and uh she's just like oh maybe i should come around more often maybe i can come by and borrow a cup of sugar and eric is like why stop at a cup (laughs) and she just like giggles and like Hits him on the chest and is like, it's so nice to meet you. And then she leaves. And then Eric turns to the new guy. I forget his name. Adam. Adam. Eric turns to Adam and is like, oh, how do you not have a roommate? And like gives him a little like tap with his fist. And then Adam turns to him and he's like, I don't know. And then punches Eric in the shoulder. I would also like to say that as always happens, Eric is the person who sheds a light on what is happening in pop culture at the time of his episodes. And this week, it was Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Because her name is like uh, Shagalot or something. I can't remember. Yeah, and he's like, oh, behave. Um, I thought her name was Sheila because I guess I wasn't. It was Sheila, but then her last name was like Shagalot or something like that. Um. Anyway, so now we cut back to the class. No, the dorm. The dorm room where 
Corey and Sean are talking. No, Corey wakes up, right? Mm-hmm. Corey wakes up screaming. Mm-hmm. And Sean is like, what now? And Corey is like, this time I stuck an umbrella. He said, it was raining and you had an umbrella and you told me to come over because it wasn't working. So I came over and I took the umbrella and I shoved it down your throat and then I opened it. And Sean's like, you opened it? And Corey and, goes. And Corey just like freaks out and he's like, why? 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 And then he walks out of the well, dorm he, room. He, he goes, Sean, I marry Poppins, ya. <laughs> yeah, he walks out. He walks out. Sean's like, where are you going? And Corey's just like, why? And then we cut to the classroom mm-hmm. where I guess the boys were sleeping, but Feeney's still working. Well, I think what happened is Corey went to the classroom and stayed there until Mr. Feeney got there. Okay. That's what it seemed like to me. Well, but Feeney like started like was like working on the board and stuff. I th- I thought when we get Maybe. to the classroom, we see Corey just sitting at his desk. Maybe. Anyway, my assumption is that Corey got there and just waited for there Feeney. There was a lot of back and forth this week. Like my notes app, I have to scroll and scroll and scroll because I can't keep track of where we are without. Like, having that at least. And we're all over the place. But- yeah. Anyway, so Feeney is like, Mr. Matthews, what are you doing? And Corey walks over to him and he's like, you lied to me in my dream last night. And Feeney goes, I can't be responsible for dream, Feeney. He's like, well, you told me that my dreams were about one thing and it's not that. Because Corey has said to Sean at this point, like, I know what I have to do. I have to forgive you. And Sean's like, why? And he's like, don't worry about it. Just know I forgive you. And now I'm going to go to sleep. And that's then he has the dream mm-hmm. about Mary Poppinsing Sean. And so it didn't work. And um, so he tells Mr. Feeney that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And Feeney tells him or like tries to like diagnose it with him. And he's just like, wait, so do you see yourself kill him in all these dreams? And Corey's like, yeah, like, it's pretty obvious what happens. And Mr. Feeney's like, but do you actually see yourself kill him? And Corey's like, no. Mr. Feeney's like, oh, so you need to see it through. Right. So he basically says, finish the dream, and then maybe you'll be able to figure out what your subconscious is trying to tell you. I would like to say, and I said this to all of them while we were watching, if he, Mary Poppins, Sean, he watched himself kill Sean. But maybe he didn't actually watch Sean die. Mm. Anyway, okay. now we cut back to Adam's apartment. Adam slash Eric's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam is just sitting out watching the Weather Channel. And um, you can tell like he's kind of bothered. Yeah. And Eric goes like over to him and he's like, hey, I'm going to sit down and watch with you. And he starts to sit down on a chair. Mm -hmm. And Adam is just like, no, that's my mom's chair. What are you doing? That's my mom's chair. You can't sit there. And Eric is like, okay. So. Well, and Adam says, like, my mom passed away. I loved her a lot. And Mm -hmm. Eric's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he goes and sits on the couch. And then Adam is like. Then Adam picks up his cell phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hear the house phone ring, and he's like, oh, hey, can you get that? And Eric picks up the phone. He's like, hello. And Adam's like, oh, hey, Eric, it's Adam. And Eric's like, what are you? 
what do you do? You're right there. He's like, shh, I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. So he tells Eric over the phone that he is sitting where his uncle Pete died. Died, yeah. And Eric's like, oh, okay. And he gets up and um, he's just kind of standing there. And then like the cuckoo clock goes off. Cuckoo? I always think it's not cuckoo. It is cuckoo. It says like cuckoo. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> We've been together for almost 10 years, and I guess I've never heard you say that word before. Because I almost fell backwards out of my chair. Cuckoo. (laughs) So, in Sound of Music, is it Sound of Music where they have the song with the clock in it? I'm beginning to think that you learn how to speak (laughs) from the movie Sound of Music. (laughs) <laughs> the hit movie musical. What are you looking for? I'm looking for my phone so it, that I can... You're probably right. No, I know that I'm right. Like, you are right. But, I've, okay, I've... so the cuckoo clock goes off, and um, and Adam's just like, okay, it's time to feed the bird. And Eric's like, oh my gosh, you have a bird? We have a bird? I love birds. And Adam's like, you want to help me feed her? And he's like, yes. So he goes, mind you. He's carrying keys with him all the time, and every door that he goes into in this apartment is locked. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he unlocks a door, and he's like, all right, are you ready to meet the bird? And Eric's like, yes. And then he brings out a stuffed bird, like a taxidermy stuffed bird. And then Eric is just like, well, he, he brings out the stuffed bird, and then he starts talking to it, and then the bird starts talking back. And Eric is like, what is going on here? You're so weird. This is so weird. And... um. Eric, it, like, goes to leave, and he's like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And he goes to leave, and then the door opens, and it's their neighbor. Well, he goes to leave, and Adam's like, of course you're leaving. Everybody leaves me. I'm always alone. Nobody wants to stay with me. Um, And Eric comes and sits down and is like, I know exactly what you mean. And Adam's like, no, you don't. He's like, I do. Like, I've been thrown out of everything, shunned by the people I love. My family won't have me. My friends won't have me. I'm alone too. And Adam's like, so you'll stay? And he's like, no, I'm leaving. And then Sheila comes in in a towel and is like, I locked myself out of my apartment after my shower again. At least I've got a towel this time. I'm just going to hang out in here with you guys. And Eric's like, oh, no, no, I'm staying. Sheila sits down on Uncle Pete. Yeah, she does. Adam doesn't say anything. Nope. I guess when you're not wearing clothes, you can sit wherever you want. Yep. That's what I always say. That's true. That is what you always say. <laughs> um, anyway, so now we go to... The dorm. We go back to the dorm elevator. Like, or... Dorm elevator? No. Dream. Dream elevator. We go to the dorm. We see Corey sleeping. Okay. We go to the dream elevator. You remember this episode so well. Do I? Yeah. Maybe the like fast-pacedness works in my favor. Yeah. Um, it is killing my brain. Dream elevator. Um, we have the whole scenario happen again. And Corey pushes Sean in. And instead of waking up in a cold sweat this time, he decides to see it through. So he pushes Sean. Sean holds on to the rope of the elevator. And Corey's just like, I'm sorry. I have to let you go. Like, we can't be together. And he, like, 
kicks Sean's hands off of the rope and Sean falls to his death. And then Jack and Rachel and Eric all come out of the dorm or the apartment and they're like, what's going on? Where's Sean? And he's like, Corey basically says like, he can't have Sean. He can't have any of them. And he just pushes them all down. He pushes Jack down and then Rachel is like freaking out and Corey pushes her down. And then Eric is like, Rachel! And then jumps down himself. And then Angela comes from somewhere. Corey calls her out, yeah. She's like standing at the door and he's like, Angela, you have to go too. And she's like, well, for what? And then he like boops her down the elevator shaft with his hip. And as he's watching her... He hears Corey and he turns and looks and there's Topanga standing in the doorway of the apartment in her wedding dress. And she's like, where is everyone? And Corey's like, I killed them. And she's like, why? And he's like, for us. And she's like, I know. And he says, I miss them. And she's like, me too. And then she says, you have to wake up. And then he wakes up, and Topanga is standing over him. He's Saying, like, wake up. Yeah. So she tells him to wake up, and he's like, oh, I, I know, I know everything's okay now. And she's like, oh, good, everything's good now? And he's like, yeah, everything's great. And she leaves. And Sean is like, everything's not great, is it? And Corey's like... No, do you think I'm rushing into marriage? And Sean says, you've been rushing into marriage since you were two years old. Which oh, is we forgot about Lauren. Oh, yeah, yeah. He that was super Lauren. important. Yeah, that was really important before. I take everything I said about you remembering things back. <laughs> After Angela, it's Lauren mm-hmm. that comes out of the apartment. And he's like, Lauren, like, basically, you don't even matter. Like, we don't exist together and she's like i'm not lauren i'm everything that you're giving up because you're getting married like all of the dates meeting new people hanging out with friends all of the new opportunities i'm what you're giving up and he pushes her down the shaft and then topanga comes out when she said i'm not lauren i was hoping she was going to be like i'm Lindsay from freaks and geeks (laughs) because at this point i feel like that was coming out I don't think yet. Not quite. Wasn't it like 2000? Maybe it wasn't. It was like 1999. That's what I thought. But anyway. Um, yeah. So Corey and Sean have a conversation and Sean's just like, look, you're not going to, nothing's going to change. You're, I mean, no, oh, no. he actually says, every, of course, things are going to change. You're getting married, but everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And we get the music, do, do, do. And we go back to the new apartment for the, during the credit scene. Post-credit scene is there. Uh, Eric is still sitting there with Adam and, is Towel Girl still there? I, no. No, she's no. not. He, so Eric is playing with the bird. Mm-hmm. Eric has taught the taxidermy bird a bunch of tricks, and he's having a ball. Right. And then the phone rings, and Eric picks it up, and it's Adam. And he's like, oh, hey, Adam. What's up, buddy? And Adam is on the couch, and he's like, Eric, it's really great how much you have 
been bonding with my bird. I think it's time that you met my mom. And Eric, like, freaks out. Uh, Adam goes into the locked room again. It's like, Mom, are you ready to meet Eric? And you hear this, like, uh, like... What voice is that? I mean, it's very much psycho. Like, yeah, no, it, it's Norman Bates. Yeah, and and the guy is just like, oh, I'd love to meet Eric. Uh, that was <laughs> awful. I don't ever want to hear that again. Uh, and he says, or so Adam, as his mom, is like, you're. He seems like a nice boy. Not like your last roommate. He was a bad boy. Bad boy. And Adam is like, that's why I took care of him, mom. And. He, she's like, and left him in here with me, and Eric, like, runs out the door. Yeah. And then the episode is over. Tanya, Yep. how did you feel about this episode? I have no idea how I felt about this episode. Why? Because while I can acknowledge a really good performance by Ben Savage. Yes. I just, I don't know. Maybe people do have those feelings of like, they're giving everything up for marriage or yes, whatever. Yes, absolutely people do. Did you? No, but yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's super normal. I don't, I don't find that this episode was an entertaining watch for me. Okay. I can appreciate it for what it is. Like, but for some reason, it just didn't entertain me. Can you imagine if you had said, did you feel that way? And live on a podcast, I said, yeah, I did. I wasn't sure if I wanted to get married. What a podcast that would have been. We say stuff all the time on this podcast. We do say stuff all the time. That's (laughs) a good point. Like... You say negative things about me, and I say negative things about you. We're just being honest with each other. We love each other very, very much, obviously. Like, No, I didn't have any of those feelings, but go on. I didn't either, for the record. Um, I I didn't ask for the record. Go on. You have been around our teenagers way too much. Yeah. Um, It wasn't very entertaining to me. I felt like it should be. You know, you had Eric being... Eric, but like, while his storyline was like, it was fine, it just was kind of meh to me. (laughs) Like, I wasn't that into it. I thought Ben Savage was phenomenal. We talked um, this week in our group, uh, Channing had pointed out how funny Ben Savage is, the more neurotic Corey is. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes so much physicality to be that neurotic. Yeah. Um. And it that is funny. So like, you're seeing it happen in dreams over and over and over again. And like his physical comedy is so good. Like even when he bumps Angela down the elevator shaft, like with his hip, mm-hmm. and like he has this like facial expression on, and like his hip is sticking out for like a good solid like twenty seconds. It's funny. I just for some reason was not entertained by it. Hmm. Um, and I think that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. How'd you feel about this episode, Holden? I thought it was pretty good. 
Um, I, I don't think there was much to it. Like, I don't think we got much of a, of a resolution and it's nothing new. Um, we, we saw Corey being neurotic and dealing with what he wants and what he doesn't want. And like second guessing his own decisions. Like that's what Corey does. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there really was no end to that. Right. But as a TV episode, as a sitcom episode, I thought it was really funny. I thought there was a lot to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was entertaining to watch. Like, it was just so boom, 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 that it was just fun to watch. Right. And it and it was still a Boy Meets World episode. Like, we still got to see Eric dealing with what he's dealing with and and being stubborn and, and watch Corey deal with what he's dealing with and Sean try to help him out. Um so it was it was good, I thought. I mean, I, I understand that there wasn't a lot to it. So there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot to be like, oh, I loved this episode. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was great. I, mean, I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is important to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there isn't a lot to say. I feel... I feel very bad for Sean and the fact that, like, Corey's like, I gotta apologize to you. And, like, that Corey's... Corey... Or, oh, yeah, yeah, that did happen. Or, no, yes, I, f- I forgive you. Yeah. And it's like... He's for he's forgiving Sean for something that Sean has no idea has bothered Corey and should not have bothered Corey. Right. Because in Corey's dream, it is pointed out to him that he resents Sean because Sean is trying to find his own path mm-hmm. and isn't listening to the controlling efforts of Corey. Right. But I just had to talk for a little bit longer on that. Good. Um yeah, no, it was a good episode. It was fun to watch. Um, you're right. Cor- uh, ben Savage was fantastic. Um, uh, Will Friedle was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I There were a couple points in there where I was like, I really don't like the way they're making out this like weirdo guy. Yeah, I felt the um, same way. But it, it turned around to the point where it was like, oh, no, no, like this guy is not okay. Eric should not be around him. Right. It it. Went from, like, I think we're all very sensitive to certain cues, mm-hmm. um, especially in media from 80s, 90s, early aughts, like, where there were things that it was just neurodiversity that were consistently put in as jokes. Right. Um, like, it, it would have been a thing where... where they they would have acted like this was impossible. This was an impossible living situation because the guy talks to a fake bird. Right. But like... But then it it, it became very obvious that this guy was just Norman Bates. Right. And, and along the way, I did... I found it refreshing the way that this stuff was happening. And Eric was like, I gotta go. And then he'd be like... Oh man, I'm alone too. Like I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was handled really well. I think so too, but... Yeah, I and, think so too. And then it is important. Like it, it, I was having this whole internal monologue the whole episode. Me too. And at the end, like it's important to note that, like, and and we have to navigate this with our children, right? Like, mm-hmm. just based on what we've been through and what we've lived through. Um, don't don't be don't be too mean. To, don't be mean to these people. Don't be mean to people who are a little bit different than you. But then also. If you know that someone is a danger for you and something you should not be around, now it's time to make sure you cut bait and run. So it's like this weird like line you have to make sure that your kids understand the difference between um, being mean to someone who's different 
and realizing somebody who they should not have in their life. Right. I think, I think, and I think this is what you're trying to say is that especially now neurodiversity is not, um, looked at as abnormal anymore. People are understanding that everyone's brains just work differently and Mm -hmm. that, that there's certain people where their brains like, and you can find other people that their brains work really very similarly to you, but everyone's brains work differently. And before there were stigmas and labels put on um, a bunch of different neurodiversities, there's a difference between neurodiversity and mental illness. That's a danger to people. And, And that like to trust your gut, um, Definitely don't be mean, like, right, right. but get out. Right. Yeah, but it's also important to know, like, oh, he's just, he's he's got a, he's got some quirks. Right. I'm not going to leave and make him be alone because he has some quirks. Right. But then when you realize these aren't quirks, <laughs> this could be a dangerous situation. Right. I have to leave. Right. So it's, it's just... It's difficult. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to watch it all play out in this episode because it really did like address a lot of things that I have to think about on a daily basis when I'm talking to our kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's how I feel about the episode. Awesome. Tanya? Yes? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, Feels no. so short. Just thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, and you can find us. At BMG and BMW on Twitter. I haven't done it in so long. I'm better at it than you are. At BMG and BMW on Twitter, or you can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com, or you can find us on our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the top bar, and it'll pop up. Or just type in Boy Meets World, because it seems like that's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. They just type in Boy Meets World, and then they find our group um, and think that it's just a Boy Meets World group. Yep. And they are welcome, too. Yeah. Because we are a Boy Meets World group. Exactly. Anyway, now that I've ruined that whole thing that you do so well. You got to practice. I think you should do it for the next month. The next month I'm going to do it? Mm-hmm. Just like on the podcast or mm-hmm. every day I have to say it? <laughs> every day. Say it in the mirror every day. What if I say it three times and the Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets <laughs> World phantom comes out? And ben Savage just like jumps out of the mirror. And chokes me to death? Oh, no. Why not? I don't want you to die. Anyway. We have to finish raising our children. Oh, I thought you were going to say we have to finish. We have to get through season seven of Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, and season two of The Witcher. Season two of The Witcher, yes. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Short episode this week because it's a... It's a it, was, it felt like a short episode of the show, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 6, Episode 21. Do good. Class dismissed.